Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Whoever is sealed is servants of God. Now in verse 4, we have uh, a description of uh, people that's called uh, in number 144,000. There are 12,000 people out of each tribe. There's nothing said about uh, Israelites. They're not said uh, to be Israel of God. Uh, are Jews, but they are said to be twelve tribes, and out of each tribe are to be sealed twelve thousand uh, persons. Now that's and the list of the twelve tribes here. Uh, of course, it's the twelve tribes of Israel. If they are Jews, that is the twelve tribes. Um, but in this list. It is altogether different from the list in uh, the Old Testament, in Ezekiel. Uh, and here, Dan and Ephraim are not even included as a member of Israel. They, uh, they, they're left out. There are no uh, two listings of the tribes of Israel in the same number, in the same manner, in the same way. Now, uh, who, the question now, there are four questions. If you get these four questions, uh, answers to these four questions, well, you, uh, and if you can do that in one night and really understand it and see it and believe it's a book, well, you, uh, whatever's right, you'll, uh, it'd be worth worth time. Who are these uh, Who are the 144,000? Why are they sealed? What uh, uh, what is the uh, for what purpose and when is this sealing? When does this sealing take place? Now remember you four uh, theories concerning the book of Revelation. Remember your four uh, theories concerning the millennial picture because uh, that affects uh, biblical interpretation of, of Revelation. All right. First, who are they? Uh, I heard the number of them which were sealed and there were sealed a hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Now, if if someone didn't have a theory, and you, they told you to read that, now tell me who those people are. Well, you'd say there's 12,000 Jews from this tribe, 12,000 Jews from this and, and from that. 12,000 from Benjamin. Benjamin was the smallest tribe. Fewest in number. But here in this number... There were just as many out of Benjamin as there was out of Judah and Simeon, Reuben, the larger tribe. 
So, as far as I'm concerned, uh, we'll, 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 we'll start out here earlier and admit that they are Jews. Now, a lot of people will tell you, well, they are not, they're Jews, all right, but there's also some more folks in there. Well, uh, the other people that they want to put in with these Jews, we have it in verse 9. Verse 9, you're going to, uh, John uh, uh, sees another vision, sees another group. All right, uh, so let's, uh, let's say and admit, and for I believe that's, that's the only sensible thing to do. Now, I can give you all of the arguments for saying that these are the Israel of God. In other words, people say, uh, want to say that, you see, the dispensationalist tells you that this is a remnant of Israel. Well, now, what is, uh, uh, when they say a remnant of Israel, and when I say that they are Jews, that's two different things. When I say that they're Jews out of the twelve tribes of Israel, I believe they're twelve, they're Jews out of these different tribes, the original tribes. They may be named, come under different names for some other purpose, for some reason. I, I know not. I know Dan soon lost its identity. They, after they moved, see, they were supposed to have conquered, have driven the Philistines out of the Gaza Strip. That's why there's much trouble there today. The Danites refused to do that. And the trouble was so large, so great, the difficulty, and the battle was so hard, and they didn't want to fight. They just didn't have the guts to do what God told them to do. And so they uh, chickened out and went as far north as they could go and yet stay in Israel. And it wasn't long until uh, a very little set of Dan. Now, the Jews uh, early got the theory that uh, the reason why that they didn't include Dan uh, and, uh, in later times and make much of him is because they thought that the Antichrist was going to come from the tribe of Dan. Dr. Dion believes that the Antichrist come from the tribe of Dan. He believed Judah was going to be that Antichrist. And uh, and so on. Others, all right. But Dan was the first tribe of the children of Israel to go off out into idol uh, into idolatry, worship idols. And of course, that uh, in other words, they became the black sheep of the twelve tribes early. Uh, but uh, why Ephraim is left out? They're not so, they're not so certain and not so sure. Uh, yet Joseph's included here and of course that includes, uh, that'll include Ephraim. Uh, of course, of course Manasseh is mentioned here. Alright, let's look down, uh, uh, because we all, uh, the, these four questions, who are they? Why are they sealed? And what did the seal consist of? And when were they sealed? Well, 
if you're look at it now from a dispensational standpoint, you know what they if you know what a dispensationalist believes, you know what he's going to say. The church is already gone. What they call the church. Children of God. There's no children of God on the earth when this takes place. According to them. All of the church, all of God's people have caught up now. They've been translated. They've come out of the graves and they're in heaven now. Alright, immediately after the rapture, these, this scene begins. Begins in, in, in chapter 6, verse 1. But in the meantime, for the time that's elapsed between the first seal and this interlude after the sixth seal, somebody's been converted. Somebody's been saved. And they say that this is God's remnant. This is a parallel, they tell us, to the Jews of uh, Elijah's day, when God had 7,000 that hadn't bowed their knee to Baal. See? Didn't, you didn't know it. They weren't any good to Elijah because they weren't up there hipping him on, on, Mount, on Mount Carmel. And when he was running from, from Jezebel, none of them appeared and said, hey, I, I'm one of the I'm one of God's elect here. Come stay with me. They didn't offer a man. They didn't even bother Elijah. He just kept going until he got out of that juniper tree. And then from that juniper tree, he went on down into uh, uh, to the Mount Sinai himself, see. But, but they tell us that this is a remnant. That means then that this is a people of God among the Jews, according to their view, that have been reserved, saved, evangelized, and they tell us that it's by the instrument of preaching. Um, but now, uh, so uh, it's that God, ha- and it's also going to apply to the uh, 11th chapter of, of Romans. You see, the, the remnant, that all Israel shall be saved. Now, they, uh, the dispensation says that God has a people among the Jews and that they are going to be saved and this is uh, the remnant of God's elect here. After the rapture of the church, rapture of God's people as they interpret it, uh, and then on the earth is left nothing but wicked men, but now this is the first fruits, these Jews, this 144,000. All right. But now, why are the sealed? If you if you remember to ask that question, then that would not uh, that would kill that interpretation. The angel said, "Seal this twelve thousand from each tribe." Not save twelve thousand from each tribe. Not regenerate twelve thousand from each tribe. Not convert twelve thousand, but seal. This angel had the seal of God. The seal of God is, uh, uh, if it's, if it's uh, recognizable by man, it's put in the no- most notable part of man's, n- noble part of man's body, his head, and uh, uh, the name of God is said to be the seal of God. So God has. Uh, has put a mark 
in their forehead. See? Now, if uh, uh, whether it's visible to all the world is immaterial. God's mark is there, and it was in Egypt, just as it was in Egypt. God said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over it. He didn't say when we see it, when you see it. Didn't say when so-and-so sees it. God was the only one had to see that blood on that little post. When I see the blood, I'll pass on. And you know that blood was the only thing that uh, produced, that uh, gave security, the sense of security and safety to the people on the inside. Not only was it the only thing that could give them the security and safety on the inside, but that blood gave that security alone. Nothing added to it. They didn't hang up a, 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 a man's best suit of clothes out there. They didn't hang up a, a long necklace. They didn't hang up pearls. They didn't put diamonds all around that thing that would shine and reflect when lights would see it. God says, when I see, he told him, put the blood. And the blood works alone, not with something. When a man says that salvation is by the blood and said, yep, yeah, it's by grace, all right, but it's, it's so-and-so too, see. But then he's corrupting God's salvation. Now, he, here is a mark. God has a mark to place in the forest. Uh, Satan's mark's going to be in, in the part of his people, too. And that's what would prevent them, we'll see that later, uh, in buying and selling and living, you know. Alright? But now he says, After this I beheld in lo a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne. And before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts fell down, fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor, power and might be unto our God forever and ever. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these, or who are these, which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, now this is John saying to this uh, to this angel, see what to this elder. Now, if this elder, now here's something we pointed out earlier. If this elder is a redeemed man, person, then here's here's John in heaven in the vision, uh, saying, "Sir, my lord, actually, my lord." Well, then uh, uh, that would be an improper address. For one child of God to another. That's just the very thing on which 
people are put to death in the 13th chapter of Revelation. It is for saying, Caesar is gone, see? That man and the Antichrist, the beast is there, is going to require people to fall down and worship him. And the people that just wouldn't say that, you know, admit, uh, well, then uh, they're put to death. But now, I must read all of this in order to get the, uh, so we can answer these questions. Uh, and I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them under living water, living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now, in this second vision, in this first vision of the 144,000, we have uh, 12,000 people. Now, that number, uh, 12,000 from each, uh, evidently is a symbolical number. In other words, it's a number of all of God's people out of Judah. It includes all of God's people out of Simeon, Reuben, all of these tribes. Now, whether that's a literal number or a, a, a symbolical number, figurative number here, uh, it doesn't matter. It's showing that it's all of God's people in e- from each of these tribes are sealed. What are they sealed from? That angel, the four angels, what were they to do? They were to let loose the winds of destruction upon the earth. See, upon the trees. Don't do that. Hurt not the earth, the land, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed. In other words, the sealing has to do with the judgments. Not with salvation. Not with regeneration. It's not that God's going to save people uh, 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 here. It's the fact that he is elect. He is going to preserve them in and through this tribulation. But to do that, it's necessary to put the seal of God upon them. What, what, is, what does it do? Uh, the purpose for this, I'm convinced, is to give hope to you, to me, if I'm living in that day. That time's about immediate. If I see that, what good is this passage here? He says, well, trust God because God's uh, going to see to it that his people are going to be preserved. Oh, we may lose our life. That may, life may be lost, physical life. But God, but God hadn't uh, give up on you. You, you are even a victor, even in death. You conquer through death. And, but, uh, but the seal here. Now the, the, the wrath from God, see, they're going to be completely protected from it. The wrath of God's not going to bother them. 
but the enmity and the wrath, the cruelty from the Antichrist, from the beast, and from civilization, from government. Well, God's people during this period of tribulation, will they'll be subject to death. And many of them uh, will be martyred. But now, this passage does not say that they were martyred. Every time you read about it, you hear uh, somebody talk about them, you talk about these martyrs over there. It doesn't say they, gave, they were martyred. I believe that uh, uh, that many of them are among the martyrs. But it says they came out of the great tribulation. The tribulation, the great ones. See. The definite article should be inserted uh, in, in this uh, in, in this passage because it's in the original Greek. The tribulation, the great one. Uh, now, if they came out of a tribu- this tribulation period, uh, people have inferred, well, they were killed. But the Bible doesn't say they were killed. Now, the Bible does tell us later about souls uh, being seen, you know. That is, in the fifth chapter, we see them. In the Revelation, the twentieth chapter, and I saw the souls of them that were beheading. But now, uh, is it this particular group, or will the beheading be left uh, to a group later on that's uh, spoken of? So, I mean... We don't have to get upset over whether they're martyred or whether they just died a normal, natural death during that period of time. All right. Now, the, uh, this group. Now, notice this group was uh, an innumerable number. I don't think somebody tried to count how many people was here. And, and John was watching them counting and said, well, now, wait a minute. Oh, he run out. It just means that that the number was so great to begin with, nobody even thought about it, even making an attempt to number. It's impossible to number. Now, the first group was numbered. Now, the second group, this first group, are in the second group. Why? Because the second group says uh, uh, that they are from out of every tribe, kindred, Nation, tongue, and people. Now notice, the first group were said to be sealed. This second group, it's not said of them that they were sealed. But, this second group is seen on the post side of the tribulation. That is, after the tribulation. The 144,000 are sealed during, see, before the great tribulation. Before the winds, before the four angels let loose the winds upon the earth. And they were sealed, and they were numbered. And now, in this second group, Time elapses. Progress is gone. The tribulation is over. They came out of great, out of the great tribulation, see? So they had done gone, uh, they, uh, they, they went through it as far as they were concerned. 
And it was a great number that no man uh, could know. It's Jews and Gentiles. It's all the saints of God. It's all the people of God included here. What are they doing? They stood around about the throne. Now, uh, first of all, it says that they were before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palms in their hand. White robes, that's in verse uh, uh, verse 9. Uh, that's the reason why I interpret and I understand the first seal to represent the uh, uh, the people of God, the activity of God's people, the whereabouts, they're at what they're doing. They're going forth conquering to conquer, even amidst uh, the the uh, tribulation period. Why they uh, and it shows them on a white horse, don't you? Now the only the, the symbol of the color, the meaning of the color of white is to portray and does show forth uh, righteousness. And here we meet with that color, uh, clothed with white robes, the righteousness of God, and palms in their hand. That. That speaks of joy. That speaks of rejoicing, see. And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and upon the land, and unto the land. Now, these people realize, every one of them, that salvation is of the Lord. And they're saying that, uh, praising God in heaven, um, because of his salvation. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders. Now notice that the angels, uh, uh, are round about the throne, and about the elders. And the four beasts, and fell down before the throne on their faces. Now this group, is shown to be separate and apart from the angels and the elders. See, the ones that are saying, salvation to our God. That's one of the reasons why earlier back there, when when we came to chapter 4, you know, I told you that there's just books and books and volumes of books writing to tell you who the 24 elders are. You let a man tell me who the 24 elder is, I can tell him his theology all the way through the book of Revelation, see? You let him tell me they represent the redeemed. Well, then you've got a man in heaven. You've got him. Uh, you, you're you're saying that uh, that uh, that that man uh, that he's representing the raptured saints, and that all that, that everybody the graves have been opened over there in the fourth chapter. See, that's the purpose. Trying to prove that the church has been raptured when uh, Revelation 4, 1 says nothing about uh, the rapture of God's people or a resurrection. It's simply John being caught up in vision, permitting to see, giving a foreview, a panorama, a view of, of earth, the destiny of the world, of the earth, things upon the earth, different uh, beings, different sections, government, church, religion. And anti-God forces, all of it, shows the destiny of it, all right? Now, 
they they worship God, and there's a sevenfold uh, praise in this uh, in verse twelve. You say now there's a judgment over here in verse seventeen of chapter six. Now that's that's come and no. Yeah, yeah, in vision, in vision, in vision, he saw it ready to happen. But now it's held up. It's suspended a minute. Yeah. Now it can't come to pass. He sees it. He sees it ready. Yeah. Hold on here. Wait a minute. Here's the angel saying, hold up. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're holding that, the coming there, you see. We're holding the, the, the wrath of God back. Yeah. Now there's, there's been plagues on the earth. There's been wars. There's been famine already. Oh, that's already occurred. But the wrath of God hadn't been poured out upon the world. Now, there's judgments and then, and then wrath, two different things. The, uh, and the, the wrath of God is going to be, is said to, uh, when we get to that, uh, is said to be upon the inhabitants of the earth. The, talking about the wicked, the pagans, the, the irreligious, the anti-God forces. I'm saying here, though, what we're talking about right now is, uh, in verse 11, uh, and these people saying salvation to our God, right? is that the family of God in there? Yeah, right. Now, wait, but they're not there yet. Now, that's what we're fixing to come to. Uh, 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 but now, now, here's what he sees. See, he sees this vision. He has this vision. They're not there. You, no. you just see. It's in vision, but it'll be, it'll, it'll be a reality. It'll be, the reality of it is just as true as, as he's writing about it, as, as though it's well, already it's, happened. But it hadn't come. But it hadn't, no, no. Oh no. That still happened. That's still in the future. Now then I want to show you. I'll, I can show you that, I think, uh, very clearly, uh, as we, uh, when we get down to, uh, verses 14 and 15 okay. and 16. All right. Uh, saying, Amen, blessing, glory. Where you at? Verse 12 now, see. Uh, uh, blessing, glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might. That's seven things. Be unto our God forever and ever. And one of the elders. That's one of the twenty-four elders answered, saying unto me, It is to John, Who are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, my Lord. Well, now, you wouldn't address a human being that way, see. So that shows you there's an angelic being, a heavenly being. Sir, thou knowest, my Lord, thou knowest, and he said to me, These are they which came out of the of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, now notice verse 15. Now this verse 15 and verse 16, we're going to not only see them, uh, uh, John's not only going to see a vision of the all of the saints of God after the tribulation, see? They've come out of tribulation. Tribulation's over for them to come out of it, see? 
As far as they're concerned, at least it's over. See? And they've come out of it. The ones that he sees. And it's all the people of a great multitude that no man can number uh, from uh, all over the earth. Now, he's going to watch this group until the resurrection. Now, wait a minute. Here, all he sees is it's the spirits, the souls of people, see? All right, he's got to, he, this vision, if, uh, if there's a reality in this thing, he's going to, he's going to uh, take us on past the first resurrection. And he does so in this, watch it. In verse 15, therefore, are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Now what? Here he is seeing them in the temple of God. They're serving him day and night. Alright, now uh, uh, turn over to chapter 22 and verse 3. And it says, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Now that's Revelation 22, 3, see? And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and there need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And then uh, in uh, in back in verse uh, chapter 21, uh, he tells us that, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle uh, uh, of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall dwell, shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. But he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for the words are true and faithful. Now, John here is permitted in, in, in chapter 7, verse 15 and verse 16, he's able to follow this great multitude, this great numberless crowd, uh, on, on past all of the events of history. And he sees them in the final state, in the end. After God has come down into the new, into the new earth and dwells with it. For that's when we shall serve him day and night. That's when God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's beyond the resurrection. That's when there will be body and spirit will be reunited. That's after the, uh, the, uh, 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 so, but now, you see, this is in vision only. Hurt not, but he's permitted to see that part. Now, he doesn't describe other events because he's now stopped, he stopped from telling us about one channel, one line of thought, uh, the events that was about to bring Christ back to the earth, 
But instead, he's going to tell us what God's going to do to his people, how, how safe they are, how secure they'll be, and what's going to become of them. And he doesn't quit seeing the vision until God comes down out of heaven on the new earth and dwells with it. And that's what he says here now. Notice verse 16. You see, therefore are they before the throne of God. Now, it's still before the throne. Well, the throne of God uh, 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 is going to be in the new heaven and the new earth. All right, now, in vision, they are before the throne of God in heaven. That is, uh, that's where he's seeing the vision. That's seeing where he takes place. But now, we know that the book of Revelation unfolds the, the fact that God is going to dwell with his people. And here's the verse that uh, uh, that tells us. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them any more, for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now, is that going to be before the resurrection? No. After the resurrection. But in see, in vision, he sees all the way to the end, to eternity. He sees them coming out of the, uh, being, being preserved in the tribulation, coming through it, and dwelling forever with God in eternity. And then he stops that line of thought, and that's as far as he goes. And when he gets there, now, the next thing that he does, and when he had opened the seventh seal. Now notice, see, we've, we've had the entire seventh chapter not talking about seal. The sixth seal, for the ended with chapter 17, with verse 17, chapter 6. When it says, for the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand after this? I saw. Now you see, he tells us, he gives us another vision. It describes another vision in chapter 7, 1. And then, in chapter, in verse 4 of chapter 7, uh, I heard the number of them that were sealed. In verse 9 of chapter 7, after this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude. There are different stages that he sealed. But they have nothing to do with the seven seals. The seventh seal uh, brought, uh, brought the signs in the sun, the moon, the stars. It depicts uh, on earth the people crying out uh, to God for mercy and, uh, and uh, people crying to die and can't find death. But and in the midst of it, hold up. And then here's a vision of, uh, of uh, the how God's people are going to fare through the tribulation, through that period. And he, this is encouragement to God's people from this. This is encouragement to John when he sees all the suffering and all of the uh, wars and famine and death, you see. Now then, are you saying this, this deal means that God will will be with his people? Yeah, 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 yeah. chapter 7. Yeah, chapter 7 is uh, is uh, a chapter of comfort to God's people amidst the tribulation. Yes, is that how you word that? What is that deal? 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. This seal. It. It's. His presence will be known with his. Yeah. In other words, uh, the see the verse up here says that angel. See, he said that he had the seal of God. See. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Yeah. All right, now, a notary seal, I've got, I'm a notary public, that night. Mm-hmm. I've got a seal, it's got my name on it. And when I stamp that thing, when I push that down there on my signature, that means that I certify to the fact that uh, uh, so-and-so signed this document. I don't, it doesn't matter to me what's in that document. All I have to do is see that man sign it. But my seal has my name on it. All right. This says that this angel has the seal of God. God, uh, according to Paul in uh, 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 in Epistles, says the Lord knoweth them that are here. See, my name. In other words, uh, he that nameth the name of God, let him depart from iniquity. See. All right. Uh, so. Uh, there's none other name given unto heaven whereby we must be saved. God's name. In other words, this seal, whatever it is. I'm saying, well, let me ask this right now. This fellow, seeing him that was, uh, is whether that little or not little, that need that will be knowledgeable, it will be knowledgeable. God is with us. Right. Yes, it's God's sign. It's God's sign of ownership. Not only ownership, but it's God's sign of protection, deliverance through the tribulation. You see, the angels are ready to let loose destruction on the earth. Well, the only thing, the reason why they're sealed, they're not sealed uh, to become his children, but they're sealed from the danger, from the uh, from the destruction. See? Now, uh, it's still... That's right. It still doesn't mean that they will not lose their life. Lose their physical life. But there'll be a healing man that God has sealed. If they'll do it, they're in the will of, there'll be just as much the will of God if they die physically in that period as Christ was when he died on the cross. It'll be like the three Hebrew children that we're in God's will. Right. Realize that he'll feel on something like that. In other words, the, the, it's more like the children of Israel in Egypt. See, when God put the plagues on Egypt? Yeah. Well, now, they were in Egypt, but they weren't harmed by the, uh, by the plagues. All right, now, see, so just the same way it was God that brought those plagues. Well, God is fixing to let loose the winds. All right? And just as the children of Israel were uh, were preserved and kept through that period of tribulation when not one of the firstborn was smitten. See? Because there was blood out there. Alright, now here's a seal. This seal, Revelation 7, is going to be the equivalent to the blood that was on the doorpost. As far as, uh, because that blood up on the doorpost didn't make the children of Israel children of Israel. It didn't make them the object of God's love. That blood was a token. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. It was 
to preserve them from physical uh, 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 harm. It was to keep them from the firstborn uh, from being uh, slain. And that was the wrath of God upon Pharaoh. And that's the same thing here. Uh, but yet, during this period of time now, from other sources, which is the source of the Antichrist, and of the uh, political leader and beast, well, we'll be subject to death uh, at that time just as much as we are now. Some, uh, uh, some will uh, be more so than others. So in the world we might be living. Because the, the same conditions are not going to prevail all over the world then just as it is now. The, the same conditions uh, upon the earth as far as the world is concerned and government is concerned. Uh, in America I guess we're just about as free from torture and political uh, recrimination as anybody that's ever lived. Uh, where some people, well, all they've got to do is just to be a Jew. Or just to be a certain nationality. That means your head's nearly coming off, don't you see? Alright. But in the day of the tribulation, when children of God, well, if we don't fall down and worship this beast when it gets, when we get over into the tribulation, we're not into the, uh, the great tribulation yet. It hadn't, we haven't come to it. In, in on the main road, like we're traveling, see? We, we've made a stop. And in this, by, on this stop, so to speak, we are seeing, uh, into the future, we're seeing into the past. We're seeing the, what's, uh, God has given us a vision through John of what is taking place from Adam until the day that he comes and then even on into the days of eternity when God shall wipe away their tears. Because that's the only time that uh, that's, that's when that'll happen. There's no such thing as tears of the soul. Tears belong to the body. See? And, uh, and sorrow. And so that, that's, uh, uh, that includes, uh, we're passing the first resurrection. We're going beyond the millennium. We're going, we're going beyond the final judgment of the judgment of the great white throne. Now he doesn't mention any of that because he's, all he's telling us now is uh, about the children of God, this, the seal, what is meant by the seal, and the result of it. Let me ask. Alright. More questions. Yeah. That's, uh, here. Are you saying that, uh, in these twelve tribes here, that, uh, you know, these twelve thousand, you just saw that from each on that just uh, was a representative of all the Jews that would be saved out of each tribe. That's right. Yeah, yeah. the sum total was a whole number. Yeah, but they're not a remnant now. Uh, and on down here in uh, verse nine, it's the whole it's the whole family of God, Jew and Gentile. Right. It includes this hundred forty-four thousand. Yeah. Now this is a later vision. See. See, this vision of the 144,000 take place before the tribulation. Now then, all of them are seen in this, uh, from verse 9 uh, through the end of the chapter, they are seen after the tribulation, in eternity. Well, you're saying up above there, 
is seen before the tribulation. Yeah, the 144,000 is a record, it's a scene, it's a vision of what take, how God secures and seals uh, the uh, the Jews during the tribulation period. Now over here where it's saying, Sir, who are these? It's referring back to, to what he's seen back here. In the, it includes 144,000, but it includes a great more number besides. See, it includes all the Gentiles as well. well what did he mean when he said, They are they that come through the tribulation? Yeah. What, what is that now? Well, all the family of God is not coming through that. No, that's right. And who is that specifically? It's just the people. Uh, that's the part that I'm saying. All right. Oh. But now notice. Um, uh, now the, 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 all the saints, see, are, it's represented here. Uh, uh, to show verse 9, we'll show you that uh, after this I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Uh, and, they, and their cry was salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and before uh, and unto the Lamb. They seen beyond the tribulation there. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. All right, I'm with you there now. All right. Now, the, uh, uh, in uh, the verse, uh, verse 14, uh, yeah, all right, now verse, uh, verse 14, uh, says, and I said unto him, sir, uh, that's to the, one of the elders, uh, which is an angel, Belongs to the angelic family, the heavenly host, the God, an eternal, a being, a creature created of God, never been uh, subject to sin upon the earth. Mm-hmm. Alright? Uh, he says now, uh, these are they which are arrayed in white. Who are they? And which came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now that's whether they're Jew or whether they're Gentile. See? That includes, uh, uh, that includes, uh, all the people, uh, I mean, without distinction. Now the 144,000 certainly are included because they came out of the Great Tribulation. They were sealed, see, uh, from the, uh, uh from the danger. Preserved through that. Now, uh, a lot of people uh, interpret the 144,000 as also including all the Gentiles, uh, the, the people of God, the church of God. And there's truth in that. Why? Because every believer, every person that believes in Christ uh, is of the faith of Abraham. See, he's, he's am- among the Israel of God. That's the reason why I said in the very first, in the beginning, uh, with reference to these, are the Jews, or they, they are the Israel of God. Now, Jews, uh, uh, when you say Jews, you, uh, you limit it to the nation, the nationality. But then, when you say, uh, the Israel of God, then you're saying, uh, that he's a Jew that's not one outwardly, but inwardly. Not with the circumcision of the flesh, but circumcision of the heart. See? And actually, uh, that's, uh, 
I can't prove that by words, but that's it uh, by verse, by text. But that's what is actually included here. Why? Because every person, uh, see, uh, now this may be a group that's showing this particular group with reference to tribulation, but every person that has uh, lived has had his tribulation. In the world, Jesus said to his disciples, ye shall have tribulations. Is that what that saying is? Yeah, that's, that's really what it's saying. But I can't, I can't prove that to a man that, uh, uh, that disagreed with me on my system of interpretation. I couldn't prove to him uh, that the 144,000 included the, was the Israel of God. Uh, but actually, uh, I have no doubt that uh, it includes all the, the people of God. Uh, that is, Jew and Gentile, the church, the people of God during the tribulation period. They are sealed, see? Not only just, well, why would God just seal, uh, if you ask it from a, if you discuss it from a reasonable standpoint, why would God, during the tribulation period, just seal a Jew and not a Gentile? See? Then you would have the Jew uh, living through the tribulation and uh, until the coming of Christ. But the Gentile, uh, he, he would be beheaded. He'd be, he'd be killed if he wasn't sealed. Because, brother, unless they're sealed with this, by this, uh, in, with this angel over here, until we have sealed it, because this angel had the seal of God. And the purpose of that seal was uh, to preserve them uh, in this uh, plague condition, time, when God would pour out his wrath. And if there's any Gentile on earth, it includes them, see? There's no question about it. But the point is, this verse, uh, this vision, just sees the whole group. Uh, it, it, it actually, it sees them on into eternity, when God shall wipe away uh, the tears. And that includes people that have lived from Adam. Adam and Abel and all down will be included in the Israel of God. Every person that uh, that's the faith of Abraham, well, there was people, children of God, before Abraham was born. And, uh, and the Jew is the only one that can trace his, uh, traces his physical lineage through uh, back to Abraham as far as they go. And actually, it's traced to Judah, to Jacob, you see, in reality. This would include the great tribulation that we expect yet in the end. Right. Uh-huh. That's, that's what it's... But in the world, you shall have tribulation, no doubt. That's included in that. Absolutely. That's in the... That's the family. It, it makes it all. All right. Now, we're going to... When I come to chapter 14, we're going to see this group again. And uh, we'll, we'll put the final touch to that. And because it uh, uh, it has some additional information for us when we get to chapter 14. Well, let me ask one other thing about this here. Well, that's, uh, it said in uh, verse 14, And they have washed their robe and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You know, these right. people have asked me this question. Well, what did they do? You know, to, to, uh, to uh, what did they do to, to yeah. have white robes? Yeah. Well, of course, that's a uh, that's a figure. That's a good statement you make. Just to well, to make that clear to some people. Or, uh, 
Well, actually, the word wash, uh, uh, you see, uh, in, in the beginning, uh, over there, uh, it says, uh, uh, who is washed, the word there is loosed. Uh, who's loosed us from our sins. Now, if you tried to wash, literally, a white, a, a garment, a white garment in blood, it would, it wouldn't be white, but if you had a, any other color, literally. But what it shows, the cleansing, see, uh, who hath loosed, or who hath cleansed us from our sins in his blood. Now that's, uh, uh, that's a statement attributing to, attributed to the efficacy, the, the, uh, uh, in, to the blood of Christ. And, uh, for if we shall confess our sins, he is just and faithful to forgive us of our sins. Now, the Bible, uh, Christ in his uh, parables, in his teaching, taught, uh, that, uh, uh, that there was a necessity for uh, the garments by the white robe with reference to the man the wedding feast why uh, who are you in here how come you in here without a wedding garment see the, well now that is is the outward uh, uh, recognition that the man uh, whose sins were cleansed who by the blood see uh, in other words uh, unless there's, uh, the, the robe signifies a child of God that has, uh, been made white, been made acceptable. It's a term of acceptance. It's a term denoting, uh, the, uh, the spiritual life, uh, belonging to uh, the wearer of the robe. And when you talk about the robe uh, instead of the person, it's put for the person. Uh, white robe, that means, uh, righteousness. Uh, whose righteousness? Not his. He had, uh, uh, it's not his righteousness that made the robe white. Not by his deeds. And yet, there are the deeds of the righteous that are acceptable to God and that God insists upon. Man, a, a man, a person could live for the Lord and die for the Lord in the right way through tribulation. It, it would be known that his actions, that he had had his uh, his robe right his, there, right. 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 Absolutely. right. That's that's it. See that? Uh, of course, that's um, that's what manifested. That's good. That's what really is. That's the same thing as the overcomer. See, and that, the uh, the. And that's many, many times in in this book about him that overcome it. And uh, and that's uh, all right. Verse fifteen, because we've been through that. But now, verse fifteen says, "Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve Him day and night." Now, day and night is a figurative expression uh, it, it, uh, to denote eternity, to not denote always, forever and ever, eternal. Serve him day and night, day and night. See, no, without any, no any. Uh, in his temple. All right, now, here comes the, here comes the literalist, the dispensationalist, 
who can never see anything spiritual uh, or, or figurative. Uh, and and he says, all right, now that's going to be in the rebuilt temple. That they're going to rebuild uh, the temple right there in Jerusalem where that uh, mosque is now, Muhammad's temple, Mosque Omar. Well, uh, the Bible says that because uh, heaven his temple, the Lord is in his holy temple. Now, where is the Lord in his, where is he? When he's in his holy temple. Himself is a temple. He himself is a temple of God. That's a figurative expression showing that his presence, where he is, that's where we dwell. We are because we're in it, you see. Now, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not looking for a, a, a physical temple uh, to be rebuilt. Have you ever looked for one? No. Yeah, never have. No, no. Uh, well, uh, of course, I was exposed to that theory, see. Uh, and, uh, and you might say temporarily embraced it. I never did, I never did teach it. I never did, ex- uh, uh, because I wasn't satisfied with it. But of course, uh, see, I, I got that first at Moody Bible Institute. That's the first uh, time I ever heard about dispensationalism. Of course, I was just a youngster then. Well, that was in 19, I guess, 34, 35, somewhere along there. And, uh, you're not waiting on a temple to be rebuilt in Jerusalem. Oh, no. Right? No. Uh, why? Because, uh, the book of Revelation says, God says, they'll need no night, they'll need no light, you know, or the star, anything. But God Himself, uh, is going to be there. In other words, that's all in the world that a tabernacle was. A tabernacle was simply a temporary place in which God could appear to meet. He didn't have to have that. But uh, because of sinful man, no man could approach God. No man could see him and live. So God had to reveal himself uh, due to the nature of man through a priestly uh, intermediary, see, through the high priest. And God dwelt above the temple in this kind of glory, you know, in the cherubim, uh, upon the mercy seat. And the high priest came in there only once a year. And he put the blood before the, t- uh, before the ark and upon the mercy seat. See now, uh, in the presence of God. Well, that's what God said. God told Moses, he said, Now you build me a tabernacle that I may dwell with them. With Israel. Then later they built a temple. The same purpose of that temple, that earthly building, was simply for the presence of God. That God could meet them there. Now, when God comes back to the, when, in eternity, when this present earth and heaven, atmospheric heaven, uh, passes away, then God himself is coming down. And then as the temple. Alright, certainly it's described, and the presence of God is described, and eternity is described in something, in figures of the past, which the Jews knew, see? Otherwise it wouldn't make sense to them. You say when God comes back to earth, 
among his people. That would be it. Yeah, he would dwell with his people. People would dwell with him. You have and to right, right. And that's the temple of God. In other words, God himself is the light. Well, it says so. The holy seed in New Jerusalem. Right. We'll get to that later on. But yeah. That, that, that is God, it. That's God with God. his people. Right. Has, uh, redone her. Oh, oh, yes. Absolutely. That's what, the, that's what the New Jerusalem is. What, that's what, the fifth building is just to, to help us understand. I understand. It's certain. Absolutely. Uh... Well, we you're about out here. Yeah, about out. All right. Well, we but let us look at the first verse just to show. Now, here's something that you need to uh, need to understand uh, that'll show this structure. See, if if in these studies, if I can just present this structure, this skeleton, the how uh, to try to show you from begin to end how uh, the thing what the book of Revelation means and teaches, that uh, then you can go back and fill in, or you can fill in at every place, every point, just uh, lots of teaching. But uh, in order to see the structure now, between chapter, between verse, uh, between the sixth and seventh seal, we've got chapter seven. We've got what we have an interlude. We have a, uh, we have a, a parenthesis, a parenthetical section, something that does not directly connect with the seventh seal. See, it's something apart from uh, what will be revealed in the seventh seal. Now, uh, at the end, now notice that uh, uh, in chapter 8, we have the seventh uh, seal given us. And he, and when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Now there's no woe here, is it? There's no wrath there. Seventh seal, when he opened it, it's just silent. There's just a great awe. There's a great moment of, uh, of suspense. There's a great, uh, a time of anticipation. It's a time when, uh, the, uh, the, even the angelic beings, what part? They're, they're expecting something now. The seventh seal, in, in verse, in chapter five, they, they were worrying and the angels were, were, uh, puzzled. Oh, what's this book? What's in that book? Well, nobody knew why because it had seven seals on it. Now then, the seven seals open and after they were crying out, who came, you know, they were just uh, representatives going all over heaven and said, well now, well we've got to find somebody if you can open that seal. They go this angel, they go this angel, they couldn't open And finally they, it, it appears that they came to Christ and, well, he, we found one. The line of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. He can open the book. So he goes and takes the book. Now then, that book that he took in the fifth chapter, he has now taken the seven seals from that chapter, from that book. So now we can expect to see what's in that book. We can expect uh, when, uh, because we can't see a thing in the world in that book as long as that seal is there. But each seal did taste, did say something. And that evidently is what was written on the back of the book. You see, this book was written on the 
uh, front side and on the back side. And apparently that, uh, that may be what was written on the back. Now, but when he opened it, nobody said a word. There was silence in heaven. And then he says he saw seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.